0: You are listening to Parlo DeMarco Podcast with Alan Campbell. Welcome to the Paolo DeMarco Podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Charlotte Ellis. Welcome. How are
1: you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Hello, Alan. Good morning to you. Or good evening in your case.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's good evening over here. Is it good morning where you are?
1: Uh, it is, yes. It's 10 o'clock in the morning here.
0: Nice. The first question I'd like to ask you is, What sets you apart from the larger corporate PR companies?
1: Right, so as a freelance PR and uh, mostly a one woman band, uh, I'm always available to my clients so I can develop a one-to-one relationship with them. And in fact, a lot of them become good friends over the years. Uh, In a large corporate PR company, service is less personal, Uh, as often clients have to deal with different people and can be passed from pillar to post. Also, they have more bureaucracy to deal with.
0: How are you able to spend more time on the individuals?
1: Well, because I don't have a lot of staff to deal with and fewer administrative duties, I can focus on the essential part of the business, uh, which is uh, basically looking after my clients and uh, promote them and their businesses.
0: Why did you choose lifestyle as your primary category for your PR and what are the positives and negatives?
1: Right, so my business uh, just evolved organically into the lifestyle sector. My first client was in the healthcare business, but as his product included over-the-counter supplements for skin, nails, and hair, this led me into the cosmetics and beauty sectors. Then beauty PR progressed into fashion PR and then into the wider field of lifestyle PR. Um, the positive, <clears throat> excuse me, the positive of lifestyle PR is that it being such a wide sector, it can offer more media opportunities and uh, also a wider selection of potential clients to choose from um, on the negative side because it's less specialized than, let's say, finance, technology or pharmaceutical PR, for example, it's a highly competitive sector. However, I prefer to work in a sector that I love.
0: Since you have started in 1996, what has been your biggest challenges so far and how did you come over them?
1: Okay, so I guess the biggest challenges have been overcoming the competition that sometimes can take quite an aggressive turn in the world of PR. Uh, Fashion PR in particular can be quite bitchy. (laughs) But I believe in helping other PRs if obviously our businesses aren't rivals or competitors, as my first duty is loyalty to my clients.
0: In the beginning, you were in the healthcare industry. What did you learn from those stages of your life? And what was the moment you changed your mind to focus on lifestyle?
1: Yes, so my first client offered me a a PR job after he attended an art exhibition I had organized, which luckily turned out to be very successful, and he was very impressed. The only problem was (laughs) he was in the healthcare business, which I didn't know much about then. So I had to learn the PR business on the shop floor, so to speak. And as I mentioned earlier, Hairscale led me to beauty PR, then fashion PR, and general lifestyle PR from there on, then on.
0: Tell us about the charities you've been helping since COVID-19.
1: Yes. At the height of the pandemic, I had some time on my hands. Um, and... As there were no events to organize, and clients had also suffered from a financial downturn. So I offered my PR services pro bono to some charities. One of the UK, which is a charity that supports people suffering from a rare disease called scleroderma that attacks the skin and also the internal organs. Um, the sufferers are in the vulnerable category and were especially isolated during the pandemic. Um, So I got the CEO uh, of the charity on BBC News and BBC Radio 4, which helped to raise public awareness of the the charity and of the condition. Um, One of the other charities I was involved in was the Sadie Bristow Foundation Foundation, Uh, which was set up in memory of a little girl born with allergies who tragically died at the age of nine after a fatal allergic reaction and the charity aims to raise awareness of allergies that can be fatal
0: how did you get the idea for exclusive non-fiction book projects and how are they so unique right so after I
1: met a former Hollywood producer, who has had an amazing life but nobody knew about, it, he'd been largely forgotten. Having but he's been he'd been close friends with such stars of the golden age of Hollywood as James Dean, Elvis Presley, Natalie Wood, to name but a few. I thought he had a unique story to tell, and I encouraged his story. Then I found a publisher for him and organized his book launch. The book is called Heat. And it was the same when I met Princess Olga Romanov, whose father was a nephew of the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas II. And I visited her home, Provende House, in England. And I found the house, I was amazed. It was crammed, full of photos and memorabilia from her father's past, uh, which is of course of great historical interest. There are many books have been written about the Romanovs and the last tower of Russia. I knew that Prince personal <laughs> anecdotes of living with and being brought up by a father of such historical significance would be unique. So I convinced her to write her memoirs. Then again, I found a publisher and organized her book launch and dealt with all the publicity. The book is called "A Wild and Barefoot Romanov. But one very rarely meets such interesting people with such unique stories to tell, so, the literary agency side of my business is, is quite small, frankly.
0: What is the processes of choosing the individual to be under your PR? Is it based on a style or personality of the person?
1: Well, at the end of the day, I guess it's down to personal chemistry. Obviously, the person needs to be competent as well and have some experience in PR.
0: When I deal with other PRs, most of the time I get pushed aside or they don't message back until I ask them for a follow-up. How does your team manage this differently and why do you think other PRs do this?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, PR is a very competitive business, especially in fashion and beauty. And many PRs feel insecure and worry about having their clients pinched by other PRs. So I have come across this a number of times, but luckily my clients have been fiercely loyal to me. So I would just say uh, be as good at your job as you can so your clients stand by you. And should you ever lose a client to a competitor, well, sell a V, take it on the chain and move on.
0: What are you working on currently?
1: Right. So currently, I am involved um, with a beauty company, a cosmetics company, and I'm also promoting um, Miss England beauty contest a little. That's not completely my unit, but I help with it, uh, which had to be cancelled because of the pandemic. And now we are hoping that uh, it will be able, be, be able to stage it, uh, it will be, uh, the event will take place, not virtually, uh, but physically on the 24th of August in Coventry in, in England. So these are my two main uh, um, clients I'm working with at the moment.
0: How has COVID-19 affected your PR?
1: Well, it did because, as I mentioned before, uh, there was some financial downturn amongst my clients. I experienced financial downturn. So I have lost a few clients. Um, And also I wasn't able to organize um, events, uh, which I, I used to do quite a lot, such as fashion shows, product launches, etc. So all that had to be cancelled. But thank goodness to the internet, I was able to carry on with quite some of it. And I've taken on sort of the odd projects here and there, just short projects. So now I hope everything is going to open up soon, uh, that I'll be able to sort of uh, be a bit more busy than I have been for the past year. In fact, uh, you know, quite a lot of people now have been. Um, all the acquaintances and contacts have been in touch. They want to meet up with me, so things are opening up. Thank goodness.
0: I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Charlotte, for being on the show.
1: You are most welcome, Ellen.
0: You are listening to Parlo DiMarco Podcast with Alan Campbell. Welcome to the Paolo DiMarco Podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Charlotte Ellis. Welcome. How are
1: you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Hello, Alan. Good morning to you. Or good evening in your case. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's it's good evening over here. Is it good morning where you are?
1: Uh, It is, yes. It's 10 o'clock in the morning here.
0: Nice. The first question I'd like to ask you is, What sets you apart from the larger corporate PR companies?
1: Right, so as a freelance PR and mostly a one-woman band, uh, I'm always available to my clients so I can develop a one-to-one relationship with them. And in fact, a lot of them become good friends over the years. Uh, In a large corporate PR company, service is less personal. Uh, as often clients have to deal with different people and can be passed from pillar to post. Also, they have more bureaucracy to deal with.
0: How are you able to spend more time on the individuals?
1: Well, because I don't have a lot of staff to deal with and fewer administrative duties, I can focus on the essential part of the business, uh, which is uh, basically looking after my clients and uh, promote them and their businesses.
0: Why did you choose lifestyle as your primary category for your PR? And what are the positives and negatives?
1: Right. So my business uh, just evolved organically into the lifestyle sector. My first client was in the healthcare business, but as his product included over-the-counter supplements for skin, nails, and hair, this led me into the cosmetics and beauty sectors. Then beauty PR progressed into fashion PR and then into the wider field of lifestyle PR. Um, the positive, <clears throat> excuse me, the positive of lifestyle PR is that it being such a wide sector, it can offer more media opportunities and uh, also a wider selection of potential clients to choose from um, on the negative side because it's less specialized than, let's say, finance, technology, or pharmaceutical PR, for example. It's a highly competitive sector. However, I prefer to work in a sector that I love.
0: Since you have started in 1996, what has been your biggest challenges so far and how did you come over them?
1: Okay, so I guess the biggest challenges have been overcoming the competition that sometimes can take quite an aggressive turn in the world of PR. Uh, Fashion PR in particular can be quite bitchy. (laughs) But I believe in helping other PRs if obviously our businesses aren't rivals or competitors, as my first duty is loyalty to my clients.
0: In the beginning, you were in the healthcare industry. What did you learn from those stages of your life? and what was the moment you changed your mind to focus on lifestyle?
1: Yes, so my first client offered me a a PR job after he attended an art exhibition I had organized, which luckily turned out to be very successful, and he was very impressed. The only problem was (laughs) he was in the healthcare business, which I didn't know much about then so i had to learn the pr business on the shop floor so to speak and as i mentioned earlier Hairscale led me to beauty pr then fashion pr and general lifestyle pr from there on then on
0: tell us about the charities you've been helping since COVID 19.
1: yes at the height of the pandemic i had some time on my hands um and as there were no events to organize and clients had also suffered from a financial downturn. So I offered my PR services pro bono to some charities. One of the UK, which is a charity that supports people suffering from a rare disease called scleroderma that attacks the skin and also the internal organs. Um, the sufferers are in the vulnerable category and were especially isolated during the pandemic. Um, So I got the CEO uh, of the charity on BBC News and BBC Radio 4, which helped to raise public awareness of the the charity and of the condition. Um, One of the other charities I was involved in was the Sadie Bristow Foundation, Uh, which was set up in memory of a little girl born with allergies who tragically died at the age of nine after a fatal allergic reaction. And the charity aims to raise awareness of allergies that can be fatal.
0: How did you get the idea for exclusive non-fiction book projects and how are they so unique?
1: Right, so after I met a former Hollywood producer who has had an amazing life but nobody knew about, it, he'd been largely forgotten. Having but he's been he'd been close friends with such stars of the golden age of Hollywood as James Dean, Elvis Presley, Natalie Wood, to name but a few. I thought he had a unique story to tell, and I encourage his story. Then I found a publisher for him and organized his book launch. The book is called Heat. And it was the same when I met Princess Olga Romanov, whose father was a nephew of the last Tsar of Russia, Nicholas II. And I visited her home, Provende House, in England. And I found the house, I was amazed. It was crammed, full of photos and memorabilia from her father's past, uh, which is of course of great historical interest. There are many books have been written about the Romanovs and the last tower of Russia. I knew that Prince's personal (laughs) anecdotes of living with and being brought up by a father of such historical significance would be unique. So I convinced her to write her memoirs. Then again, I found a publisher and organized her book launch and dealt with all the publicity. The book is called A Wild and Barefoot Romanov. But one very rarely meets such interesting people with such unique stories to tell. So the literary agency side of my business is, is quite small, frankly.
0: What is the processes of choosing the individual to be under your PR? Is it based on the style or personality of the person?
1: Well, at the end of the day, I guess it's down to personal chemistry. Obviously, the person needs to be competent as well and have some experience in PR.
0: When I deal with other PRs, most of the time I get pushed aside or they don't message back until I ask them for a follow-up. How does your team manage this differently and why do you think other PRs do this?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, PR is a very competitive business, especially in fashion and beauty. And many PRs feel insecure and worry about having their clients pinched by other PRs. So I have come across this a number of times, but luckily my clients have been fiercely loyal to me. So I would just say uh, be as good at your job as you can so your clients stand by you. And should you ever lose a client to a competitor, well, sell a V, take it on the chain and move on.
0: What are you working on currently?
1: Right, so currently I am involved um, with a beauty company, a cosmetics company, and I'm also promoting um, Miss England Beauty Contest, a little, that's not completely my limit, but I helped with it, uh, which had to be cancelled because of the pandemic. And now we are hoping that uh, it will be able, we'll be able to stage it, uh, it will be, uh, the event will take place, not virtually, uh, but physically on the 24th of August in Coventry in, in England. So these are my two main uh, um, clients I'm working with at the moment.
0: How has COVID-19 affected your PR?
1: Well, it did because, as I mentioned before, uh, there was some financial downturn amongst my clients. I experienced financial downturn, so I have lost a few clients Um, and also I wasn't able to organise events, uh, which I, I used to do quite a lot, such as fashion shows, product launches, etc. So all that had to be cancelled. But thank goodness to the internet, I was able to carry on with quite some of it. And I've taken on sort of the odd projects here and there, just short projects. So now I hope everything is going to open up soon, uh, that I'll be able to sort of uh, be a bit more busy than I have been for the past year in fact uh, you know quite a lot of people now have been um, all the acquaintances and contacts have been in touch they want to meet up with me so things are opening up thank goodness
0: I certainly hope so <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much Charlotte for being on the show
1: you are most welcome Ellen